How many have your books? You know, we pray uh, our faith is always working that the Lord will direct the service and design it. But open up your books to page 21. We're going to cover some territory in here today. Because I'm trusting that the books were given, we gave the books to you and purchased that and sowed that into your lives. Because A, number one, the Holy Spirit absolutely got our attention that this is vital, particularly for his church, but for this church exclusively or particularly. Amen? Why? Because there's, and I shared it last week, when Jesus was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness, Luke chapter 4, and tempted for 40 days, tempted by the devil, he was in the, he fasted for 40 days and then was tempted. The Bible says when Jesus, how did Jesus get the victory? He said, it is written. And something you and I need to be so aware of with the temptations of the enemy is that at times he will endeavor to use the word out of context in the temptation. He used the word out of context to tempt the Lamb of God. And Jesus said, it is written. He brought it into correct context. Amen? Amen? So, down the bottom of page 21, Holy Spirit, thank you for teaching us and for bringing this to this house. And by the way, I want to share with you, there's a pastor down in the Seaville area that we were, he was asking what God was saying to our church, and we told him what the Lord gave us and put into play for our, this house, for our lives personally, for our homes, amen, and for something for us to pass on to others. And he said, wow, that is really awesome. He wasn't even familiar with the book, and we got talking about it, and he just, I believe he's going to do something similar. Haunted houses. Houses, haunted houses, and he's dealing with that subject. And I'm going to ask you briefly what the synopsis is here. He goes on there, and the woman that helped write him here, write this book with him, Rebecca Sistema, Met her husband, Jack. He asked her to come over to the apartment he was renting from the seminary. He had seminary. He was in seminary school, and he attended in order to pray. He reported that there was always a heavy opposition feeling inside the apartment. Possibly that could be occurring in your homes at different times. It doesn't mean all the time. But if there's a weighty, a dark heaviness or something going on in your home, it's usually a supernatural thing that's unfolding. So anyway, he was having this, and he didn't like being there at all at the place he lived. He knew the problem was spiritual and needed prayer. When they arrived at the apartment, Jack gave Rebecca a quick tour, and they began praying. As they prayed, an ominous feeling descended. An ominous means a, to be threat, a threatening evil or harm. An ominous presence, you feel this threatening of evil or harm coming your way. Amen. So anyway, an ominous feeling descended as they began to pray through the apartment. It was as if a, it was as if, <laughs> Carol's talked so much about tongues. It was as if a dark shroud draped itself over the room. Suddenly, the microwave, which had not been in use, began beeping. The answering machine began making strange noises rewinding itself and playing old erased erased messages. Say old erased messages. All right. And the lights began to flicker on and off as they prayed. This happened. This was their reality. Amen. Their experience. Within a few minutes, a neighbor also a seminary student, stormed down the stairs, pounded on the door, and yelled a string of obscenities, which confuses me if they're in seminary school. Amen. Well, not everybody goes to seminaries born again. And uh, at Jack, for, causing the, for him causing the mysterious electrical fluctuations that were apparently affecting the whole building. 
There had been no history of electrical problems in the building and certainly no way for that man to know that anything was going on in Jack's apartment. Without a doubt, Jack and Rebecca had stirred up demonic forces that would have preferred to remain incognito and been content to just keep on oppressing that whole complex. It probably wasn't just their place, but this is what they experienced. In the name of Jesus, say in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Jack took authority as the legal tenant of that apartment and commanded the spirits to leave. By the leading of the Holy Ghost, he repented for any past sins that had been committed there previous to his tenancy. When we have guest speakers come into good news, wherever place we have uh, secured for, there to, for them to stay, we go in there and we pray through. Because God only knows what can go on in even the nicest hotel. You go in and you clean that room out and you put a bloodline, a blood path around that room so that as they come in there, their anointing isn't d- diminished. They don't have to encounter supernatural forces and, that are illegal. Amen? Hallelujah. So he commanded in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. So by the leading of the Spirit, he repented for any past sins that had been committed there. He didn't necessarily, he didn't commit them, but any that had been committed in that place. He anointed the doors and windows with oil and consecrated the apartment to the Lord. By the time they were done praying, look at this reaction. Great peace filled his home. I want to say this to you. Peace is our portion for our home. The shalom of God, when you, anybody, when you walk into your home, your dwelling place, wherever it is, you should walk into the shalom of God. Hallelujah. You have authority to see that it's established there as part of having dominion. Amen. Well, he covers a lot of different things here, but we, you and I need to do that. Amen. We, we have to learn, we have to stop putting up with a bunch of crap. I want to say crap is an acronym for Christian rituals and practices. Stop the crap. Let's be who we're called to be. Take authority and dominion and not put up with any nonsense of the darkness. But in order to do that, we need discerning to rise up. And you need to ask God. Jesus said, if, the, if you then, being evil, know how to give good things to your children, how much more? Well, Heavenly Father, give the Holy Ghost to those who ask them. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost, I need more discernment. And, if we're, and if, listen, I want to tell you something. This isn't and if the Holy Ghost is leading us this way. Holy Spirit is leading us this way as a congregation to get our homes cleaned up. Amen. And to help others. Yeah, he wants victory for this house. Glory to God. So, it comes down here. A few weeks later, Jack sensed that the spirits were trying to regain residence. Well, that kind of sounds like Scripture, doesn't it? Jesus said, when you cast a spirit out of a place, they come back, they leave for a season, and they'll come back to see if the place is occupied or reoccupied with something different. Amen? Well, he had begun to fill his house with, of course, praise and worship and everything else. The demons come back to see if they can get a foothold into that complex again. Here's the beautiful thing. As a tenant, he had immediate right of his tenant space. But he also had authority to speak to that building. Amen. Well, glory. Hallelujah. To the apartment complex. Amen. So it goes on. Was the apartment? So he proposes a question here. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me finish here. He and two other friends prayed through the apartment once again, and he had no further spiritual trouble for the remaining time they live in that apartment. What is the first thing Jesus said? What signs will follow those who believe? In my name, the very first thing he articulates is they will cast out demons. Hallelujah. I wanted to assure you of something. Demons are more afraid of Christ in you than you should be of any of them. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, we get on this subject, I just feel my back go, my shoulders come back, and I feel a Holy Ghost boldness on the inside. I feel his boldness. Jesus didn't pussyfoot with these things. Jesus spoke 
with authority. He didn't even have to raise his voice. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> and, you know, come out, <laughs> you filthy thing. <laughs> Amen. Come out. Leave in Jesus' name. Leave in my Father's name. Well, glory. So the question is, was the apartment haunted? In a manner of speaking, the answer is yes. This is good clarity and good knowledge to have. There's a lot of shows on TV now about poltergeist hunting and ghost hunting and ghost stories and all this other stuff. And people are fascinated with the supernatural realm. We were. And we got involved with it in a measure. Thank God for Christ. Thank God for salvation. Amen. Why? Because there is an inner desire to connect in the supernatural realm. That's why people are going to the occult. That's why people are looking outside of churches. Where's the supernatural operations of God? I keep saying, I have a saying that I always say, if your God's not supernatural, he's not the God of the Bible. We should be living in the supernatural realm. Because we're spirit beings. We're of the spirit realm. But, sure. You don't have to apologize. Yeah, it's just a, a correction. Not that I knew you were in the flow, but we got to be careful we don't add on to, not what you're saying, that we don't. As far as the apartment building, um, he had legal right in his apartment to immediate, not the full apartment building. You don't, you don't have that legal right. People that are running those places, like we don't have the right to, um, like next door to us, they have, they have authority in their unit. You cannot usurp authority, just like next door to us. We can't usurp, but we can draw the bloodline. She's right. Bless God. I'm sorry. No, I got, I got spiritual testosterone going up, but, I, I would, but you have authority to pray for that complex. Amen for the deliverance. Good point, honey. Clarity. Yes, that's how it works. 50 years down the road. Amen. Now, let's look at your book for a minute. Does your home need prayer? The question is posed. Well, that's a good question. Amen. There is always a great deal of benefit in praying through a home for the purpose of consecrating it or setting it apart for the Lord. And I want to say this, or re-consecrating. Say re-consecrating. By doing this, you may or may not encounter spiritual darkness that needs to be dealt with. Yet there are indicators as to whether a home needs to be cleansed of spiritual darkness. The f now, please use discretion as we look at the book. This is not the Bible. It is a person's experience based on things from the Word. Amen? Amen? All right, so let's look at it. The following list might indicate, say might indicate, symptoms of a spiritually polluted atmosphere. And you can look at that on your own time because we're, we're pressed for time. But the list is amazing when you start going through it. But as you go through this list of different possibilities, uh, on, the, on the next page, do you remember I gave you a, a definition of discernment and suspicion? Yeah, we're going to 24 now. Uh, the, uh, there, honey, I got to get through the book. There's a lot in here. We could go paragraph for paragraph with things we've occurred, but we're going to get there. Uh, we will. Amen? What's the difference between discernment and suspicion? Take, no, okay, no, listen, if I, were, if I was where you're sitting and the the seriousness or the urgency, the importance of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I need this, and I'm out where you are. I'm just sitting out here in the congregation. All right, the Lord has said this. Okay, Pastor, bless God, I guess we will really give this focus. I need to take this as, as from the Lord. Okay, Holy Spirit, I, I trust. I trust that you're inspiring our leaders to, to communicate this, so I need to get on your page. Amen. Yeah. Which part, babe? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what time it is? Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Come up with me. Where's the other mic? There's a, two mics. Ah, grasshopper. 
Are you more concerned about time, or should we highlight Time's some things that are very important? Time's very insignificant to me when it comes to spiritual things, like when something like this. I'm just looking at some of these things. Does your home need prayer? If you have some of these things going on, then please just, please, you're you're go you're probably you're going to have to clean house, okay, in prayer. Um, are you on? Am I on? Can you bring this up, Tim? You can hear it okay? Okay. You can hear me? Okay. I can hear myself. Yeah. So anyway, um, I want to sudden chronic illnesses when something starts coming on. I went through a period of time where it seemed like for a few years I kept falling. I yeah. Remember? I'd fall going up the steps in the mall. I'd fall down. I'd fall going out of my house. I would fall here. I'd fall. This went on for a few years, and I just thought, what in the world's going on, Carol? Pick your feet up, you know? And, you know, every time I fell, I was in a public place most of the time, and people would just walk past me, <laughs> not even help. I would run to help somebody, you know? Not even help. People are just, like, so disconnected. And so... One day, I fell, and I got really upset inside. Like, Lord, what is going on? He said, you better take authority over it. I went, what? And he said, a demon came is trying to trip you, and so I could get very injured. And he's been protecting me, the Lord. And you know what I did? I took authority over it right away, and all the falling has stopped. Except if the anointing's on me real strong and I fall with the person because I need the catchers to push me back because the anointing's pulling me down with them. Yeah. And that's the thing, point. that's one thing. I'm just telling you some of the things, guys. So this if you see sudden, take authority over it. Moms, in your homes... I didn't wait so much for my husband to come home. If God gave me something, I am a spiritual person. Amen. I, I did business. I cleaned house. And if me and my husband had to talk about a couple things, we talked about it and cleaned house together. Amen. Okay? If somebody has occupied your house or, your, or if you move into an apartment, do house cleaning. Amen. Okay? Um, Bad dreams and nightmares. I've had several people call me over this. And I told them, what are you watching? What did you open yourself up to? What kind of movies are you watching? Are you watching violent movies? I'm going to say this to you, church. Cut out the violent movies. I know my husband likes some of the movies he likes. I won't watch those movies, but we had a discussion. We said I like CIA and Black Ops and stuff. Yeah, like and we're not, we're not, we're not going there, guys. We God's sharpening us up, so you know why. And you might say, "Oh, you're getting too religious, too holy." No, we're not. We're getting sharpened up because of the things that are coming in the future, so that we can have clear discernment on things. You know, so we're choosing what we put before our eyes. I hear a lot of people in the church tell me programs that they watch weekly and all that, and I go, man, I wouldn't even go there. So advertisements for it wouldn't even go there because there's gay people on it. There's this, there's that. Another thing, I'm not going to let that entrance come into my house, and I'm not going to let it affect any of my children or my grandchildren because it can travel down. Amen? Amen. 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 These are real things, guys. Like, we're, we have to tighten up the security here. Church, because of the evil that's out there, we got to tighten things up in our, homes. All in our homes and everything. So this is so powerful that God has passed her on this. Um, insomnia or unusual sleep, sleepiness, unless there's Could something physical that's going on, it can be a spirit, okay? Um, behavioral problems. Um, we've had sometimes our kids would come home. One of our kids came home from Triton High School freshman year, walked in the house. The Lord said, take authority over that demon, cast it off. I knew my son didn't understand it, thought I was probably some kind of religious nuts, nut and still thinks <laughs> that to this day. Yeah. And you know what? And that's okay. I don't care. He came in. We started walking up the steps. I said, stop one moment. I said, this has nothing to do with you. It's not you. You're not doing anything. I said, I take authority over you, demon. Get out, of, get off my son and out of this house right now in Jesus' name. God showed me it too. 
so they had no clue. It's what they can pick up, guys. And I'm saying, listen, we're saying this. Don't look for demons. As you stay, keep yourself prayed up in the Holy Ghost and worshiping the Lord. Your spirit will be very, very sensitive. Now, there's sometimes you might want to pass it by, Mm. leadership or somebody spiritual. But don't go out there and start being flaky. You know what I'm saying? Looking for demons behind telephone poles. And we had people here that said there were demons in mattresses telling others. And we said, what are you doing? And it was like they were so far over. And that's not it. It's just being sharp, aware. So if any of these symptoms have been going on, you know how to take care of them, okay? But there was one thing I wanted to say, lack of peace. Like, you have no peace. You know what I want to say? Start praying in the Holy Ghost and pray out loud. Come on. And you'll get your peace back, all right? Amen? Amen. Restless, disturbed children. Hello? There's a lot of that. Restless, disturbed children. Take authority and pray in the Holy Ghost. We trained our children how to pray in the Holy Ghost also, that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they, they grew up learning how to pray in the Holy Ghost. Tim, what, how old were you when you got baptized in the Holy Spirit? Three? Four? Huh? You're a tyke. But he was about three or four. Carrie was, I think, about four, four They're years both old. around that age. Yeah. yeah. This is real stuff, guys. Move your children over into it before it's too late where they're resisting you. Amen. Right? Um, unexplained illnesses or bondage to sin. All of a sudden, out of nowheres, you know, it's like you're getting pulled in. Please listen. God's not looking at you like you're a dirty old sinner and this and I'm so you know what he's going to bring the enemy brings sin and guilt I mean shame and guilt on you don't go there and if you need somebody to pray for you it's okay we understand that we prayed for so many people to get it broken off of them all right because temptation is going to come to everybody but if there's some kind of a spirit that's really like maybe there was a weakness in your past and you've been walking strong with the lord and all of a sudden a lot of things started coming in and started happening that distract you in your spiritual walk and things like that and then all of a sudden that temptation back then Back there, those, that spirit was trying and comes and starts tempting you. Maybe it was in a different way, but it was the same kind in that area, okay? Yeah, so, good. yeah, take authority over. Put Amen. your foot down. Say, I'm going to put my foot down. I'm going to put my foot down. Come on, do that out loud. Come on, I'm going to put my foot down. I'm going to put my foot down. Yes, do that. And then there was one thing I wanted to say, ghosts or demonic apparitions to which young children are particularly susceptible to. Okay? They are. Don't think. Watch what your children are playing with, the games, the video games, things that they're opening up to. All kinds of stuff. We had one child that started telling us about their pretend friend. In fact, I was ministering at a church. Imaginary the Lord gave me the name. Do you remember the name? I think it was Charlie. Of that the was the name. The Lord spoke to me while I was putting my makeup on, and I wanted to go minister at a church. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Somebody has an imaginary friend, but it's a spirit. I knew it was a spirit, and his name is Charlie. And so while I started to minister, I, did, you know, I heard the Lord, and I said, what? And he told me again, his name is Charlie. And so while I was ministering, the Lord reminded me of it. And so I stopped, and I said, oh, who in here? has a child because the children went in the back. Who in here has a child that talks about their friend Charlie? And nobody would raise their hands at first. See, that doesn't make me feel like I missed it. I know God. So I kept on it. I said, come on, it's okay. It's an imaginary friend, and God spoke to me before I came here and wants to get your child set free. Wouldn't you want to see them set free? And I asked the question again, and this couple put their hand up. And I said, awesome. God's going to set your child free. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah.
And you know what? After they said, we'll pray afterwards. And I didn't want to make a big scene. I just, and you know what he did? He sat down and he told us about his friend Charlie. And his friend Charlie's getting really mean now at to him and doing things to him. So these are real stuff, guys, okay? Real stuff. And so, don't, you know, if your, your kids are saying this, it's like, no, get them out of that right away, all right? And help, help lead them. In, not in a fearful way, though, all right? Um, foul, unexplainable odors. We have been in houses where that has happened. When we first, before we first got born again, because we were in poltergeist hunting, I was mostly, okay, out there like lo- looking for haunted houses, going to those things. That's why God will even use those things that you were doing before, and he'll heighten it under his anointing for you to have discernment concerning it. We saw that, we see this so many times. And, um, and so... Um, Oh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, so we, uh, so I was laying on the sofa. I was pregnant with Eric, and I was laying on the sofa, and out of nowhere, this cold wind came in over me, and it was really, really hot, and our air conditioning was broken because it was the hottest summer ever, 1969, August. And this is, like, probably around July. Cold air came in, and all of a sudden, our front door that was locked, bolt unit locked, opened up, and I went, This is before Christ. I didn't know. See, we renounced all this after we got born again. Our pastor took us. I mean, we—he was wonderful, wonderful, and and showing us and telling us and saying, "Do you got books? Do you got this? Do you got that?" I mean, he was just right there with us, and we said, "Yeah, you know what? I got this book upstairs. I would tell it all. I spilled it all out." Don't be afraid to spill it out, guys. Don't be ashamed or think we're going to be ashamed. We've been there, got those T-shirts in a lot of areas that you guys don't even know of. And so anyway, so we that was all taken care of, and that was because of what we were involved in, okay? So we we gave access to that. Um, The other thing I want to talk about was unusual noises, Um, atmospheric heaviness, making it hard to breathe. Um, continual nauseous and headaches. That's another th- another thing. Uh, one time we had be careful of this. Who you when you have somebody staying with you? Um, my husband used to pick up street people and bring them home. We never knew who was going to come home for dinner at times for the longest time, you know. And our kids are like, you know. And he'd bring somebody home, and it's like, cool. This is cool. This is what it's about. We would feed them and share the Lord and everything else with them. And have diddy, they would sit and have dinner with us and all that. And then we would share and minister the word to them. And then you would take them where they were being dropped off at. And it, and things like this. And um, But I got a, a warning from the Lord to be careful and to pray after they leave. You know, to pray through the house and all that. Like, you know, just take authority. So we did that. But I didn't know this was going to happen. So, you know, you know, high school years when the kids, your kids, have anybody have this happen? Our kids, you know, had friends that got kicked out of their house, you know, so they came and stayed with us, you know. Um, our kids were kind of booted out, you know, after high school, so they went and stayed with their friends because they wanted to spread their wings and all this stuff and do they certain things, and they didn't, wanna, they didn't want to change. So it's like, okay, boys, bing. Okay, you know, there you go. You want to spread your wings because your wings aren't big enough in this house. We have another set of wings here. It's mom and dad, you know. And so, and they were grateful that, not then they were grateful, but you know what? They said they learned a whole lot because of that. And it's amazing what God did with them. But I want to tell you this. So this one young fella, and my heart just broke for him. He came and stayed with us. Well, um, they went off to, this is during school. Now, our kids stayed with us. They weren't, didn't, we didn't go bing, bing while they were in school. It's after they graduated, okay? So, <laughs> and not all, Tim and, Tim and Carrie never were, you know. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, so um, they had this friend that was staying there, and he went to school. The kids all went to school. And this kept happening. They had bunk beds upstairs. And it's like somebody was jumping off the bunk bed. Hmm? Loud. And nobody was there. And nobody was there. And then it would happen later on. Physically. Think. Ooh, okay. 
So I went up into the room, and it just felt very, very unclean, very unclean. And this went on for a couple days. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't hearing. And then one day you were home, came home early enough, and you heard it too. And I said, Ray, I said, I heard it. And so we went upstairs, and you would think, yeah, but your house is Holy Ghost. It's that, hello? We didn't invite the visitor. He came in with the friend. They just don't jump off of a person. They want to inhabit and see if they can keep on doing what they're doing with that person because they're mean and ugly, okay? And so what happened was God showed us exactly what what it was, and this person was, um, they came home, and we talked to them. He was really embarrassed, and we said, please, we love you. Don't be embarrassed, but God wants to set you free from this. And so we did, prayed, ministered, booted this thing out. And no more more. sounds coming out of the bedroom. No. No. Amen? One last experience. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Does that help you guys? Because, listen, you have to We could do this book for a year. This is very real stuff, guys. And it's going on all the time. Pictures. Pictures. There might be even in your photo albums or pictures, you might, it might be something in your past, but every time you look at it, you go, oh, I don't have a good feeling. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. You got other better memories than that, okay? Another thing, um, husbands keeping, um, and wives, okay, keeping, now. Not get rid of them. You love them. You no. Wait a moment. You have um, material um, things of your past girlfriends. Yes. Scrapbooks. Things like this. There's still soulish connections. Okay. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Photos. You're in covenant now. Get rid of it. Yes. (laughs) Get rid of it. Listen. You're not going to take that to heaven with you. And right now, we better be more conscious of heaven and getting and being the pilgrims that we're supposed to be and getting the word of God out because Jesus is coming back really soon, really, really soon. Amen. Do you understand what we're saying? So it's like getting our focus. We're going to, what are we going to do, everybody? We're going to step over into the kingdom. Yeah. Amen. Okay? Well, go back to page 23 as we get ready to close here. Honey, that was awesome. I do. I feel pressured to go. And I, I'm pulling back the reins. She, God pulled back the reins. Amen? Because this is all beneficial. On the p- previous page, it said relational problems, continual fighting, arguing, or misinterpreted communication. That's big in family units and in marriages. It's not always just our own flesh or our own nature. There can be demonic things involved in that. Now, I'm going to close with this illustration. Something we lived before reading the book. There was a, a couple that was a part of the uh, one of the works, the first work we helped plant, and it grew. And uh, this couple had come to a place they were loved the Lord, they were, you know, living a good Christian life. And out of nowhere, all of a sudden, he he had stopped a vocation vocational door shut, so he was investigating other possibilities. But there was a season, and it didn't, they didn't share it immediately because, you know, every family goes through stuff. Amen? And they're working through their relationship. But all of a sudden, uh, he is moving to a place now. There was such tension in their marriage. And it was like, Lord, what is going on? And th- they finally opened up, and the wife opened up and said, our marriage isn't going to last and they were talking about the D word. And it was like, what is going on? And he's ready to take, at that time, a job, an 18-wheeler job across the country. He just wants out. You know, to me, that's like, this guy wants out of here. And this is going to prepare the way. But Carol and I went and over to their house, and we prayed. We said, can we come and pray with you? And we went into their home with no other agenda but to get the heart of God. And, Lord, what is going on? And we prayed in the spirit. The four of us, we finally, they, they agreed to let us pray. 
We are praying in the Holy Ghost. And as we're praying in the Spirit, now, this is so cool. I mean, for me, I think it was the first time I saw the object, an object this way. And I, while we're praying, in my spirit mind, my spirit eye, I see an oriental vase, blue and white oriental vase with, or a blue and white vase with oriental writing on it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. And I said, guys, wait a minute. I just saw a blue and white vase with oriental writing on it. Do you have anything like that in your home? Yeah, the writing was on the, va- the vase as I saw it. And they, they looked at each other, and the presence of God was there, even though there was this tension, and the, the devil was seeking to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? You with me? They said, we got a gift like that when we got married. And they talked a little bit, and they said, we think it's in the attic somewhere. Well, we wanted to search and destroy. We went through the entire house. They finally found it, and they brought it down. Blue and white vase with Oriental writing. I said, it needs to be destroyed. The husband took it outside, smashed it, and threw it in the trash. Peace came into the home. The love, this demonic division, dividing spirit, had to leave. We took authority over the devil. That spirit had to leave. We, they repented of having this in their possession. You know, it wasn't uh, an evil motive. Amen? It they, was a gift. Say gift. Uh-huh. They didn't have a clue. They, they didn't know. No clue. But and why did it show up now? You know, how come it didn't show up in the early years of their marriage? But down, down the, their marital road, this shows up. The devil's time release sometimes. Absolutely. The devil has a strategy. Amen? But greater than he is he that, uh, that yeah, amen? Greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. Yeah. What do you got, babe? Um, I was, close. yeah, I, uh, I'm listening to you, and I, I had a thought. Kind of this was life for us. Huh? We didn't go this, to school for this. This was, was normal. Yeah. This, the, these were just normal things that, that were going on. If it was going on back then, how much more is it going on now? Because of all the stuff that, that is there. So you guys, listen. It's okay if, if really, if you say, um, hey, listen, we haven't been getting along, and it's out of nowheres. Um, we had several several people that did that and I I had you know what I had a a thought of something and it passed it just left me so probably that's God yeah is this helping any of you continue you know what this is this is the word guys you know can I say this in the gospels yeah in the gospels they learned about the word as they walked with the word, okay? There were a lot of things that were going on back then. But now, because of technology and everything else, it's increased even more so. That's it. Unicorns. Thank you, Lord. Not. But save it? Yeah, we're going to do that next week. Next week? 1230. Okay. All right, we'll save it for next week. But there's a lot, lot of things. Um. One of the toughest things I think is to be careful of is the video games you buy for your children. I want to say this to parents and grandparents. Just don't buy a video game because your child really wants it and is pushing you and forcing you. You 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 are responsible to train them train them up in the way they should go. Amen. And there's that a was lot a weak amen. There's Come on, a, church. Amen. Yeah. There's a lot of things that parents are giving into, and they shouldn't be doing this. Am I right, Marlene? Yeah. Yeah. And there is so much that 
we have allowed for our children. Now, once they're out of, their ha out of your house, out on their own, under their own, you know, you, they get to a certain age. They're not under your authority anymore, okay? But you can pray for them, and you can still voice the opinion and let God deal with it then. Yeah, exactly. Okay? So, so as grandparents, you can do that even though you might get... But listen, there's a lot of things that I look at video games and I go and I listen. I, I've talked to some of my, my own kids and I've said something. They said, oh, no, no, it's just, it's just make-believe. I said, don't tell me it's make-believe. Don't tell me that's make-believe. Yep. You're letting them. And the whole thing was, um, what, what were those? Um, the zombies. Zombies and all that. Zombie it's apocalypse. Like Zombie apocalypse, no, all this like all that stuff. They are demons. I don't care what anybody says. They're demons. And I've watched the personality of young people. I've watched it change. Yep. And they're sitting on there for hours playing. Now we're in social, we can socialize with somebody else that we don't know on the microphone with somebody else. Let me tell you something. You could be playing with a witch, a warlock. You could be playing with somebody that's really demonically involved, a perverted person, somebody that's involved in perversion, all kinds of stuff. Protect Listen, you got you've got you are responsible to guard and protect your children. And I know some of you might say to me afterwards, Pastor Carol, what do I do? I can't tell you what to do. I know what I would do. I would remove it. Well, you don't understand, Pastor Carol. If I do that, then my child is really, I don't care. You're the boss. You're the boss. If they don't like it, tell them when they move out of the house, when they grow up, they can go play that game if they want to. But as for me and my, the house, we are going to serve the Lord. That's We're it. We're going to keep our house. This is where I am, church. Listen, my kids That's grew where we up are. with a general. <laughs> And I was the general, okay? My husband was working, and then we had ministry at night and all that. But, man, my house, my house had to stay clean. And I'll t share this with you, too. This is okay. Tim, you think it's okay to share this? Well, I've already shared it before. But anything that came in our house that our kids, the boys, would try to bring in, pssst. you know why? Because we prayed in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And I just didn't go, I prayed walking around in the house, so pushing a sweeper. I wasn't praying to hear from God. I was just praying because I know the word says it'll build up my spirit, man. It's going to make me sensitive. Come on. Okay. All right. Say amen, everybody. Amen. So this one time I'm peeling says. potatoes. Now our kids were really involved in sports and wrestling. And at the time, steroids came on the scene big time. And our kids were small, thin, thin boys, okay? And they're going out in the mat with these, you know, guys and getting the wind knocked out of them, you know? Out there doing a move, pin, going out back up, pin, you know, and stuff like that. And I was just like, okay, you know, no big deal. We would encourage them, so on and so on. You know, then they had this other thing that their uncles were in the nationals and one made it onto the Olympic team, you know, with wrestling. You know all that story. And it was like all this, this competition going on inside. So I went to Africa. And when I went to Africa, guys, I'm going to tell you the story. Just give me five minutes, all right? When I went to Africa, I went for three weeks. When that land or that plane landed... When we, we had to walk off, let me tell you, it's not airports like it is here, okay? They have guards, they have police, they're beating off with canes, all the people that want to try to steal from you, take your luggage and all that as soon as we got off. And it was like, okay, welcome to the Congo. You know, it was called Zaire at the time. All right. So, but as soon as I put my foot on African soil, as soon as I did, I heard an audible voice right behind me that spoke real loud and clear, and it said, I'm going to destroy your children. Loud. And I went. I shook. I literally shook. I wanted to hijack that pilot 
and hijack the plane. That was before hijacking. And go back home. Say, get me home now. I had no way to communicate to my husband. There were no cell phones. There was no communication for me for three weeks. I was in a spiritual battle and warfare where I literally shook and my stomach was queasy. Fear tried to just envelop me. <clears throat> and when we went, and I, we went as a team with some others, I, we slept on the floor in um, sleeping bags. And I remember I went to um, the couple that invited us to come, and I said, listen, I need to be alone. There's some spiritual warring I have to do. And be, because of what was going on. So for the next couple nights, I slept out in the living room with my sleeping bag. And I warred till I got to the place of peace. Now, I got to a place of peace. It didn't mean that things weren't going on at home. But what happened was this. And you'd say, well, Carol, but you were warring. How come it didn't? Go the way we think it would go, okay? But God, all the while, all the while, say all the while. All the while. Brought deliverance. Amen. It took time. When I came home, my husband picked me up. I looked at one of my sons, and I went, holy cow, like what in the world just happened here? I said, wow, what, how come your face is all swollen? What's going on with you? Nothing. It's your imagination. You've been away for a while. And then other things. And then I started to see their attitudes change, their personality change, things that started changing. And this went on for a good while, that whole season. It was changing. And then what happened, hey, Andrea, from now on, you can text um, Albert. Yeah. Text Albert, and Albert will get the mom. Okay. You didn't know that. Just so you know, yeah. And so anyway, um, what happened then was um, um, I was peeling potatoes one day, and then, you know, just, and I remember I was just praying in the Holy Ghost, just praying and speaking in other tongues. And then all of a sudden, while I'm there, God shows me a vision. And he showed me our, the boys' bedroom, the closet, and... It was like he was doing everything, pushed things up to the side, and there was a cutout in the sheetrock, and I put my hand in there, and there was needles. And I, you know what I did? Downstairs as a mom, I started shaking. I was shaking. Inside, I was trembling. I went, oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. And it was like, yes. And so I put everything down. I walked upstairs to the bedroom. I went right to it. I pushed everything aside. They had it piled up, and I pushed it all aside, and the sheetrock was cut out, pulled the sheetrock, put my hand in there, and I got stuck by a needle. And um, pulled the stuff out. They were hiding the steroids. And our kids came home, and it's like, listen, you live in a Holy Ghost house, and don't think God's ratting on you. God's protecting you. Yeah. And so we had to go through a couple years of some challenges, you know, and decision-making. That's why we kind of went, bink, after they graduated, you know. Bink. Okay, you want to you spread your wings. But you know what? God was faithful. They were set free from it. Amen. Everything was restored to them. They became excellent craftsmen, Super dad. So yep. they're, they're worse than us than when they said, we'll never do this to our kids. And they're we look at them and say, we let up, guys, <laughs> like, let them breathe, you know, and things like that. But do you know what I'm saying? Do these things happen? Absolutely. Ministers would never share these things to their congregation. And you know why they wouldn't? Because they would feel that you guys would look at them as being non-spiritual. And it's like, that's not true. Amen. We go through the same thing that you guys go through and maybe even more the attacks that would come to try to knock us out of the box so they can hit the congregation. 
Do you understand that? Amen. And that's why we have always been transparent. This is good. Transparent as as far as the Lord allows us. Amen. And that's to help others. And because of it, it's been like God has even opened up the doors when we've had guest speakers and ministers and they would start talking. And because they felt very relaxed around us, they would open up their hearts and start telling us and sharing with us what's going on and their families and said, we we could never share this with anybody. And they never felt like they were going to be judged or anything. These are real things, church, you know. So this is really excellent, the word of God and what, what he's doing and mm -hmm. helping us all. But you know what it is? Like, I'll say this again. What God has given you, hon, I, I appreciate so much. Um, um, uh, because for years we've talked about this, yeah. you know, to teach on it. But um, it's really to equip you guys. See, this isn't for us to just give you information. It's to equip you guys so when you're out there, you can share this. We have a lot of experiences, our own personal experiences and ex experiences ministering to people. Yeah. We have tons, more than what we know uh, some ministers, and I'm not saying yay us, not that at all. Just the way all the we Lord know is let's script. just keep serving God. But God wants you guys equipped so you know what's ahead. And I'm going to tell you, listen, be the boss in your house. Be the boss in your house. Say, I'm going to be the boss in my house. I'm going to be the boss in my house. I'm not going to let drugs. If you let drugs in, you're letting demonic spirits in. Okay? Listen to me. I know this is going to be a hard one for some of you. I do know that. So I don't say this very lightly. But you go to prayer and you ask God. Sometimes we think we're protecting our kids. One of the hardest things it's for when us we're to enabling do. Them. We're enabling them. One of the hardest things it was for us to do was to think our kids out that front door. That was so hard. And well, they had an ultimatum. The bank is you either live by the rules or you go out on your own. The line was drawn. And you know, that wasn't and that was just it. It a wasn't flip thing. Harsh. That wasn't a flip thing. That was like a continual thing that kept building and building and building. You know what I'm saying? But then when we had to make that decision, of course, you know, it wasn't real acceptable to them, which we knew. But it's one of the hardest decisions a parent could make because we feel like you're throwing them out to demon territory. Well, yeah. they're already in it, you know. But we had to trust the word of God in them. It got to a place and the word because, of God to listen, us. it got to a place because what was happening at the same time, people in the church knew about it before we knew about it. And then there was a division in our church and a split in our church because of it. That's Carrie. <laughs> she walked, she walked, they walked through all this. And the enemy will use church people to pull them in and start feeling sorry for them. I've always said this. Don't ever pick up somebody else's offense. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. If somebody starts coming to you and telling you what they feel about the pastors and Don't start saying things, your you ears aren't them. trash cans. Yeah, your ears are not trash cans. The enemy's going to use things because maybe something they said offended you. Well, if it offended, if it stepped on your toes, it wasn't to really hurt you, but if it stepped on your toes, then that's a good thing. I like, see, look, I don't have, uh, my toes, my toes are. I make are her bite wear shoes that are open. Because they've been stepped on so many times with the preaching of the word. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't mind my toes being stepped on because I go, thank you, Lord. My attitude is different in my heart. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I got it. Yeah. If I sat under somebody that was, like, abusive and all that, I can pick that up real fast. Like, uh-uh, no. <laughs> you know, that's a whole different thing. But when you really care. So, you know, um, parents, be the God-given parents. God, yeah. God and grandparents. you. Huh? And grandparents. And grandparents. And your children need your support. They really do. Now, listen, I know some aren't walking with the Lord. I know I'm just, wait, I have to say this. 
Some of them are not walking with God, your children, okay? Don't relax on your praying. Amen. Start rejoicing, though. God will shift the way you pray. Amen. It might not be all spiritual battle in the way you think it is. It might be rejoicing because you see the victory. So you're rejoicing in it. Yep. Okay? And you're praising and worshiping God for the victory. And that's the place God got me to. And when I got over there, it was like, done deal. This is a done deal. The weight of it came off of me, and we saw God move within months afterwards. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. But we saw, we saw God moving. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> you may stand. As R.W. Schambach used to say, God knows how to make a believer Wait. out of you. Yeah, and I want to say this about <laughs> R.W. Schambach. Did anybody ever go to R.W. Schambach's tent meetings? Anybody? Anybody, anybody else? Well, okay, anybody know? <laughs> does anybody know who R.W. Schambach is? Okay. He's home with the Lord now. He was a preaching machine. He was a preacher. Miracles and healings. He also served with A.A. Allen and saw the, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Saw, put tents up in meetings and the ushers afterwards, the ones who put the tents up, quick got into their suit coats and their their suits and got ready to start ushering. And at one point, one of the ushers was leaning against the pole of the tent and people saw oil dripping from their hands. Hallelujah. Hello. The They're in the business to lay God. hands on this. It wasn't all up to A.A. Allen, but Shambach was, uh, would, served and did the worship for him. So that whole anointing was transferred over to Shambach. Shambach is home with the Lord. I wish you guys could have gone to these tent meetings. Well, you can still see him on video. Meetings. But you can see him. Go on YouTube and listen to him. Man, he's got anointing for preaching. But his offering, let me tell you something. His offering message, Ray, how about it? His offering <laughs> message was least, at least an hour to an hour and a half long before he even got to the word. They had worship. Oh, yeah. When you went to Tent Revival, you went to Tent Revival. Come on. These Hallelujah. are the days that we, listen, we want to get done real quick because we have things really, but we want revival. If you're in real true revival, it's hours of being in the presence of God. And then when you tell people to say goodbye, okay, we'll see you tomorrow I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. <laughs> I don't want to go. Come on. So this is where God is trying to get his people to have this hunger, this yeah. expectancy. I'm talking myself into it. Hallelujah. Come on. Yes. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yes. Glory to God. I want to see it. I want to see all I know is the ones that I can say. I want to see the Catherine Coleman's. I want to see Benny Hens. I want to see Shambox. I want to see the normal Hayes. I want to see Brother Hagen. I want to see, I mean, who, we, we sat under so, so many. many. Oral Roberts, ministries. Richard Roberts. He's still alive. God still used him. But I, I, I can't go back to Finney and all that because I didn't live then. But I can tell you from the time I got born again, I think every revivalist and every supernatural, we were there and being taught. We watched. <laughs> we watched carefully. I never closed my eyes, guys. I watched the ushers. I watched they do this. I watched the way they would set this up. I watched the crispness. I watched everything so the anointing could flow so smoothly so there wasn't interruptions. And when there was an interruption, bam, you felt it in the spirit. Just like that. You just And it wasn't just the speakers. The congregation were connected and they would, they were in the same flow. Everybody. And at the same time, I remember this. Ken Hagen said he would never come back to Philadelphia. You know why? Because they disrespected the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Ken Copeland, his last meeting in Philadelphia, we watched lesbians sitting in the, 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 that, that civic or whatever civic it was, center. civic center, putting their arms around each other, kissing each other. When he was given a word, a prophetic, of, a word. prophetic word, people were walking around, people were pulling out lunches. And I went, my God, this is terrible. My heart was so grieved and everything. And Ken Copeland, he stopped in the middle of that prophecy and he rebuked the congregation. Because of what the because of the disrespect to the Holy Spirit, and he never came back to Philadelphia. Do you hear what I'm saying, Church? 
This is real church. This is what I'm talking about. And it's like having the respect here. And it's like getting involved. It's like, what is Jesus coming back for? Yeah, a glorious church. So all these things are really to equip you guys so that you can minister effectively to people. Praise God. You know, my heart is And it starts at home. And my heart is to see, and our heart is to see people set free. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Give me that mic. Glory to God. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's awesome. Hallelujah. Yes, give Jesus praise. Lord, we love you, Daddy. Hallelujah. Thank you for the inspired word. Thank you for inspiration. Hallelujah. We appreciate you, Father. We give you praise and honor. Well, lift your voices one more time unto God. Jesus, thanks for loving us enough to get us on your page and to guide us into all truth for your name's sake. And we give you the, the, we give you the praise and the honor, Father. Thank you for loving us so much to guide us into all truth by your spirit. Lord, empower each one that is here. And Lord, that we have hearing ears and seeing eyes into the spirit realm for your glory and for our joy in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God.